one game remaining, one day remaining in the NBA regular season. And despite that, despite the fact that every team in the NBA just has one game left, the fact there's only one day left, we have no idea how the playoffs are going to look tomorrow. Certain teams, yes. But for our beloved Golden State Warriors, the defending world champions, still have no clue. But I'm going to try to break it down uh, before the Warriors play the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow in the season finale. Um, and I think I have it figured out. It is complex. It is muddled. But I'll paint as clear of a picture as possible. It's a playoff tiebreaker edition of Locked On Warriors next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first lesson every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotzes, on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. In case you're wondering why I have that kooky uh, handle for my for my Twitter account. Back in 2015, 2016, somewhere around there, I used to host a podcast for Yahoo Sports Radio. They used to be a, a, a radio syndicate, uh, the third largest among sports radio in the country. They eventually turned into SB Nation Radio, and I have no idea what they're doing now. But uh, I hosted a podcast for them called The Dog and Surfer Roadshow, and it was just a very eclectic program uh, where surfing was involved, travel was involved. Uh, and so it was, it was called The Dog and Surfer Roadshow. And so I made a Twitter account called Dog Surf Roadshow. And um, for some reason, Twitter verified that and not my personal one that I was using at the time. And so I just went with it. And so thus, that is my Twitter account at Dog Surf Roadshow. Anyways, you're not here to learn about why I have a weird Twitter account. You're here to learn about the Golden State Warriors and what the heck is going on in terms of their playoff positioning. So first things first, the LA Clippers won today. I'm recording this on Saturday, April 8th. Uh, and with the Clippers winning, it pushes the Golden State Warriors back to the sixth seed. Uh, and by the way, I'm recording this live. So if anyone wants to jump in in the chat and has questions about the tiebreakers, about who the Warriors are playing, or anything else for that matter, throw a question in there. I'll, I'll try to address it if possible. But again, I'm, I'm doing this as an emergency special bonus episode because... A lot of options exist for the Golden State Warriors tomorrow. And I'm going to get to that in just a minute. I also want to play some sound from Clay Thompson because he had a great game in last night's huge victory for the Golden State Warriors over the Sacramento Kings. The final score in that game was 119.97. And Clay led all players in scoring with 29. Uh, he was 5 for 8 from beyond the arc. He was 11 for, for 19 from the field. Uh, he had his post-up game going. Clay Thompson in the post, by the way, is a new facet of his game that is evolving and growing. Um, and, and it's I, I'm loving it. He's figured it out really fast. Uh, he's got a fadeaway jumper that is smooth. Um, that shot falls when he when he turns and shoots. And if he develops a part of his game where it's something that he masters, 
that could prolong his career by I don't know how many years. But but Jordan uh, did something similar where uh, he really developed a post game, and then he was making fadeaways. He was doing all sorts of new tricks and and maneuvers from there with pump fakes, with with moving all over the place with his pivot foot, just throwing people off. And if Clay developed something similar, that would be amazing. Um, but nonetheless, you know, great game from Clay. And the reason why I bring him up, besides the fact that a, I don't feel like we gave him his due on last night's show, uh, the post game show I did with Kylan. Um, but also he had a couple of great sound bites after the game that I did not get a chance to get to, uh, that I want to play now. And the first one that I want to play, uh, is clay, uh, revealing the three things that he feels the warriors have to improve on if they want to repeat as world champions. And they're great points that he raised. Here is Clay explaining what the team needs to do if they want to repeat as world champions this year. What do you guys need to do just to kind of be more locked in at the start so you don't have to find yourself? I would say we have to value the ball more, take great shots, and communicate on defense. We do those three things. I. I don't see a team who can beat us in a seven-game series when we're healthy. Um, so if we do those three things, three things going forward, I think we'll be in a great position to repeat. I agree, and, and I love the confidence uh, in him saying that. I wholeheartedly agree. When it comes down to it, when you look at the NBA landscape, uh, if the Warriors are healthy and if the Warriors are playing at the peak of their powers, um, I don't see why they they shouldn't repeat. I would absolutely call them the favorites. Uh, it I think it would be awesome to see the Warriors and the Bucks in the NBA Finals to see the last two uh, world champions square off. And in all honesty, you know, I hear uh, and I've read from some members of Dub Nation expressing concern about the Bucks, being a little afraid of them. I'm not afraid of them. I, I've seen enough regular season matchups to know the Warriors have figured them out. They are not uh, a puzzle that the Warriors cannot put together. Um, they are not an enigma that the Warriors cannot figure out. Um, the Warriors, I think, will beat the Bucks if they're healthy, and they will repeat as world champions if they're healthy. A lot of that's going to obviously come down to Andrew Wiggins and how he's going to feel uh, in the next week, week and a half, two weeks. Um, and it's also a huge uh, why I think the sixth seed is vitally important for the Golden State Warriors, simply because the path to the NBA Finals is night and day easier if the Warriors finish in the six seed instead of the five seed. I'll explain that in just a minute, but I want to play one more soundbite from uh, Clay Thompson. Now, Clay uh, was asked about a potential first round playoff series between the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. It's never happened before. Uh, both these teams have never had a winning record in the same season, uh, which is pretty fascinating uh, in and of itself. Uh, so here's Clay Thompson. Uh, asked about that hypothetical matchup, which there is a very uh, strong, realistic possibility of it happening. Here's Clay. What would a Sacramento Kings uh, Warriors matchup look like in the playoff game? That'd be amazing. I, I, I don't know when that's ever happened. Has it happened? No. Yeah, that'd be special for the Northern California. I mean, Kings got great fans. We got great fans. Mike B's got them boys playing together and hard and um. That'd be really cool just for Northern California, um, which is a basketball hotbed at the moment. And it would be nice for the travel. That would be very nice. That'd be really nice. Yeah, Draymond Green's emphasized that as well on his podcast, that the travel 
uh, would be insanely easy for the Warriors. They don't fly for those trips. Uh, and Draymond alluded to the fact that flights and especially long flights uh, are taxing on the veterans' bodies. They feel it. And um, you don't feel that same wear and tear, that same drag, uh, that same exhaustion uh, that you sometimes feel coming off a flight, uh, switching time zones and so forth. Um, the altitude changes, all that stuff, as opposed to a bus ride from the Bay Area to Sacramento. Um, it's night and day. So uh, obviously the Golden State Warriors want the Sacramento Kings for that reason, but they also want the Sacramento Kings because it isn't just the Kings. Like, like look, first of all, if it does come down to Warriors-Kings in the first round, and it's very likely, and when we come back from the break, I'm going to break down all the possibilities because uh, there's quite a few of them right now. Um, but it is likely. If the Warriors win, uh, if they beat the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow, there's a strong possibility they will be the sixth seed and they'll face Sacramento in the first round. Um, and that is ideal. The reason being is it's not just that the Warriors match up well with the Kings. Think about the Sacramento Kings and their roster, right? And look at their best players. You're looking at De'Aaron Fox. And for anyone who's who's wondering who on the Golden State Warriors is going to defend De'Aaron Fox, um, let's see. I don't know. Gary Payne II. I don't know. Dante DiVincenzo. I don't know. If Andrew Wiggins is is at least close to where he was, Andrew Wiggins. Um, even Draymond Green has the skill set to guard small, fast point guards. He's that good of a defender. But you're not going to need Draymond for that. You have enough players uh, who can at least slow down De'Aaron Fox a little bit. You're not going to lock him down and shut him out, but you can make life difficult for him. And on the other side of the ball, the Warriors are going to absolutely attack him as well. And that is going to wear down De'Aaron Fox. Keep in mind as well, De'Aaron Fox is not a great shooter uh, in his career. Um, he's a fantastic penetrator, incredibly fast, very difficult to stop, but he's not known... Uh, he's not notorious for being a lights-out outside shooter. And when the postseason starts and everything tightens up, shooting percentages go down. So if a player is not a great shooter to begin with, their shooting really falls in the postseason. So for the Warriors to, to not only – A, the focus to stop De'Aaron Fox is going to be making sure he doesn't penetrate and cause havoc in the paint. But on the other side of the ball, whoever De'Aaron Fox is guarding – the Warriors will exploit that. That has always been one of their biggest strengths offensively is finding mismatches, finding the weak link, finding the chink in the armor of the opposition and going straight for the throat, going straight for the gusto. And the Golden State Warriors will do that uh, when they play the Sacramento Kings. So whoever Darren Fox is, is matched up on defensively, uh, whether it's Steph and Curry, if it's Steph, Steph will eat him alive. Whoever it is, the Warriors will attack him. They're going to wear him down, and he will not have the energy on the offensive side to be as effective as he's been this year. That's not taking anything away from De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox has had an unbelievable season. Uh, in, in the ballot that I voted on for the Locked On Awards, um, I I think I had him as fifth in the MVP voting. Um, and between him and Sabonis, they got their recognition in terms of um, all NBA teams. Those two have had phenomenal seasons. But De'Aaron Fox simply does not match up well with the Golden State Warriors. And the Kings have three huge pieces in terms of scoring. You got to worry about De'Aaron Fox. You got to worry about Sabonis. And if for anyone asking uh, who's going to def defend Sabonis, I don't know. Draymond Green. I don't know. Kavon Looney can hold his own against uh, Sabonis. So, and not to mention, who is Sabonis going to defend? They'll most likely put him on Looney 
or they'll likely put him on Draymond Green. But both those players are more than capable of holding their own offensively and exploiting Sabonis when they're on him. Sabonis is just not a good defender. And the third player they have to worry about with the Sacramento Kings is Herter. Phenomenal outside shooter. What a pickup for the team. Has made a, a, a drastic difference. But, but again, the Warriors have players to defend him. Clay Thompson can handle him. Andrew Wiggins can handle him. Uh, I, you know, I don't know of many players who cannot handle him. Kaminga should have an easy time dealing with him. Uh, and, and this has always been the strength of the Golden State Warriors. They, they're, they're positioned defensively to not have mismatches of their own. That has always been Kerr and Meyer's mantra with roster construction uh, to make it a positionless roster, meaning one through five, whoever you're trying to attack on the Golden State Warriors, they're going to hold their own defensively. So the, the Kings are, are a good matchup for the Golden State Warriors. I, again, I'm already saying this, if the playoffs... Uh, in the first round, if it ends up being the Warriors and the Kings, I'm predicting it right now, Warriors and six, very confident in that. But a huge reason why the sixth seed is so important is because you're getting Sacramento. And let's say you beat Sacramento in the first round, right? And, and Rev, I do agree with you that the Warriors do need to ramp up their intensity, but I'm not that worried about it come playoff time. I've never ever seen this team uh, let down in the postseason. They, they rise up. Um and and but let, let's say you get past the Sacramento Kings, right? Second round matchup, you're going to play the winner of two and seven. That's likely going to be the Memphis Grizzlies. I'd much rather have the Memphis Grizzlies than say the Denver Nuggets in the second round. The Denver Nuggets and the Clippers and the Lakers; those three teams to me present the biggest danger to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you might have to play the Lakers in the second round if they pull off an upset of the Grizzlies. Although I, I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, you never know, but regardless, most likely it'll be the Grizzlies in the second round. And that's who you'd much rather play in round two than say the Denver Nuggets, um, or wh whoever it is in the second round. Right. I mean, I, I don't see the Nuggets getting upset in the first round, so it would probably be the Nuggets in the second round. Uh, you don't want that. You want the Grizzlies, a team that, you know, you can beat a team that you've already beaten a team whose number you have. Give me the Grizzlies all day in the second round. And by that point, if you get to the Western Conference Finals on that trail, you have the Denver Nuggets waiting for you in the Western Conference Finals, most likely. And I'd much rather have this Warriors team go through two rounds of the playoffs and get their timing right, get their conditioning right, uh, get their feel for the game, so that by the time they face the Nuggets, their confidence is back to where it was when they won a championship, and they're feeling great about whoever they play. Um, confidence and momentum are two insanely vital uh, variables for any team in a postseason hunt. So if you're a Warriors fan, in my humble opinion, you want the Warriors to finish with the sixth seed because if you finish five, you, you face likely the Phoenix Suns in the first round. Not likely, you will. Uh, the Suns have the fourth seed locked up. And you don't know what you're going to get with the Suns. I, I, I personally just don't want to see Devin Booker in the first round. That is a player that worries me a little bit. Uh, you have no idea what you're going to get with uh, Kevin Durant. He, that worries me a little bit. Chris Paul does not worry me, but the Suns also have size. Uh, I don't like that Lawndale guy, the, the the Aussie that they picked up. He he's been he wrecked havoc on the Warriors this year. DeAndre Aiden has always been effective uh, playing against the Warriors this year. So the Suns are not a very deep team, but they're a big team. Uh, they're they're top heavy with superstars, starting with Devin Booker. That you know he has the mental toughness um, that carries players and teams deep in the playoffs. I would prefer not to see that in the first round. Am I saying they lose that series? No, um, but I, I don't feel as good about it as I would against the Kings. And not to mention, if you're playing 
the Suns in the first round as the five seed. Second round, now you're playing Denver much sooner than you want to play them because if you're if you're playing the Nuggets in the second round, you don't know if Wiggins' conditioning is back. You don't know if the team is 100% feeling themselves yet in terms of knowing what their strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, I, I just don't want to see Denver in the second round. I'd much prefer seeing them in the Western Conference Finals um, when the team is a little more ramped up, has a little more confidence, has more momentum. Um, so in my humble opinion, the sixth seed is what you want. Uh, and I'll and when we come back, I'm going to explain how exactly the Warriors can get this sixth seed. Uh, and I'll try to answer questions in the chat as well. First, got to give some love. Uh, sorry for jumping into this break super late here. Uh, and the, the sponsor first up is prize picks. Where is that overlay? There is the overlay. I love playing prize picks. Uh, in fact, I haven't looked at what the, the lines are for tomorrow, but I'm probably going to bet the over on, on Steph and Curry. And the whole premise of prize picks is over unders on players. Uh, I saw someone tweet out yesterday that they bet the under on Luka Doncic moments before it was announced that he was going to uh, uh, sit down after the first quarter. Congratulations to that person. They bet the under on prize picks and they scored big. And all you got to do is bet over-unders. It could be on any sport. You can mix and match uh, teams, players, sports, and it's just over-unders, whether it's points, rebounds, assists. You can do soccer with goals. Uh, you can do baseball with hits. Uh, you name it. It's all about individual athletes and how you think they're going to perform. Um, download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play Daily Fantasy Sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. So the Clippers won today. The Clippers right now are the five seed. The Golden State Warriors right now are the six seed. Both teams have a 43 and 38 record. The Clippers win the tiebreaker because of division record. They have an eight and seven division record. The Golden State Warriors are seven and nine in the division. The Clippers will finish with a better division record no matter what. Thus, they win the tiebreaker. They split the season series. The Clippers tomorrow are going to play. Oh, shoot. I got, yes, I got today's schedule. Hold on one second here. Okay. So the Clippers tomorrow are going to play the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. If the Clippers win, they clinch the five seed. If the Clippers win and the Warriors win, Clippers clinch the five seed, Warriors clinch the six seed that they so desperately covet. That is the ideal situation. Now, if you're asking yourself what happens if the Clippers lose, well, if the Clippers lose and the Warriors win, then the Warriors will be the five seed because they're going to finish one game ahead of the Clippers. Now, the Clippers will be playing with fire if they do that because um, the Clippers, while they own the tiebreaker over the L.A. Lakers, they don't own the tiebreaker over the New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans are a game behind the Warriors and the Clippers. They own a 42-39 and 39 record, the same record as the Los Angeles Lakers. The Pelicans, because of conference record, 
own the tiebreaker over the uh, over the the Clippers over the Warriors, um, and so I don't think the Clippers uh, uh, would risk falling. And actually, I got to confirm real quick with a head-to-head in terms of uh, the Clippers and the Pelicans playing this year. I forgot to calculate that because if the if the Clippers did win the season series uh, over the New Orleans Pelicans, so they lost the first time they played. Uh, this 0-1, I'm doing this in real time right now. Sorry, folks. Uh, I'm just trying to see what the head-to-head was uh, between New Orleans um, and the L.A. Clippers. So the Clippers lost second time when they played New Orleans. Oh, so the, the Clippers don't have the head-to-head period. They're they're 0-3 against New Orleans this year, either 0-3 or 1-3. But regardless, so the Clippers don't have the tiebreaker over the Pelicans. That's one huge reason why the Clippers do not want to lose tomorrow. Because if the Clippers lose, the Warriors go up to the five seed if the Warriors win. Uh, and the Pelicans would leapfrog the Clippers and jump to the sixth seed, regardless of what the Lakers do. Um, there is a possibility if the Clippers lose tomorrow and the Warriors win, that the Warriors would get the five seed and the Clippers, Lakers and Pelicans could all have a, a similar record. They could all be 43 and 39, while the Warriors would be 44 and 38. And with Molt, when, when it's three or more teams tied, uh, you go to the to if there's a division winner in the group, they automatically move on, but there is none here. Um, so then you next go to conference record uh, because the teams are not in the same division and the Pelicans win in that category as well. The Pelicans have a 29 and 22 conference record. Same as the Golden State Warriors currently. Uh, the Clippers are just 26 and 25. Same with the L.A. Lakers. So if there is a three way tie where the Clippers, Lakers and Pelicans all have the same record, the Pelicans win that tiebreaker. They get the six seed. The Lakers and the Clippers uh, <clears throat> will then be a force into the plan. So that's one of the many reasons why the Clippers are going to try uh, and win that game tomorrow, regardless of what of what the Suns do. Um, and Rivera writes, uh, Warriors have to win no matter what because if the Lakers beat Utah, it's over for us. Yes. So so and a few people are asking what happens if the Warriors lose. Um, uh, Little Panda writes that as well. Uh, Jill Espina. Uh, a regular on our show. Hello, great to see you. If the, uh, you write, Jill writes, if the Dubs lose, I go for the Kings, the Cinderella team. Um, well, okay, so here's what happens if the Warriors lose tomorrow. There is a scenario where it could be a four-way tie uh, where both the Warriors, not both, but the Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, uh, and the Pelicans could all have the same record. And if that happens, then the tiebreaker will go to conference record. Uh, and so, so the war, so the, the Pelicans would have the best conference record. Um, the Warriors would have the second best conference record. Uh, and because, so even though like, so the head to heads are, are out the window when it's multiple teams. So under that scenario, um, if the, if it was a four way tie, it would go Pelicans, Warriors, and then the two LA teams because of conference record. Um, but the, 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 the problem with that is you'd have to hope for that four way tie for the Warriors. And in all likelihood, the Lakers and the Clippers and the Clippers are not both going to lose. Uh, the Lakers, by the way, play the Utah Jazz tomorrow at home. I would bank on the Lakers winning that game. Again, the Clippers are at the Suns, and then the Pelicans tomorrow are at the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, by the way, uh, have a very minute shot at getting in as well <clears throat> or moving up. They're currently the nine seed at forty-one and forty. But if the Pelicans and or the Lakers lose tomorrow. The Timberwolves will be 42 and 40, same record as the Lakers and or the Pelicans. And just like before, it would come down to a conference record. 
And the, the Timberwolves actually have a better conference record than the Lakers um, and the Clippers. Uh, so that would have to come into play. So whatever the scenario is that you're, that you're, when you're looking at the standings, um, if it's more than two teams that are tied, uh, it could, it comes down to that conference record in terms of what the teams are left. Um, if the Warriors lose tomorrow and it becomes a scenario where they're tied with the Lakers and let's say the Clippers, uh, they lose out. Um, they would not win that because the Clippers and the Lakers have a better, uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, let me, let me, let me, let me freeze that out for a second here. Let's say we're in a scenario where the Clippers lose, the Warriors lose. So all of a sudden the Clippers and the Warriors are both 43 and 39. And then the Lakers win. So the Lakers are now 43 and 39, um, but then the Pelicans lose. So it's not a four-way tie. It's a three-way tie where they're all 43 and 39. Uh, the Pelicans lose. So they will go to 42 and 40. You wouldn't worry about them. So then you'd have the Clippers, Warriors, and Lakers uh, all having similar record, but only two of the three would be uh, going in um, to the playoffs. And again, when you have a three-way tie, the head-to-heads don't matter at that point. And because the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Lakers are all in the same division, <clears throat> you would be looking at this at the divisional record to determine that tiebreaker. And the Clippers have a better divisional record than the Warriors and the Lakers, um, if, so if that happens, uh, the Warriors would actually end up as the sixth seed, um, in that scenario, because they would go in ahead of the LA Lakers who have a six and 10 division record. So if it's a three-way tie between Clippers, Warriors, and Lakers, it would be Clippers, Warriors, Lakers in that order, Warriors get the sixth seed. Um, but again, if the Warriors don't want to lose, because if the Warriors lose, and everyone else wins, the Warriors are, can drop as far as eight. Uh, and that is, I don't think that's a position you want to be in. Um, again, the play-in is just absolutely a scenario you want to avoid at all costs, just because it's a whole week uh, of rest that you're losing. It might just be one game that you play if you win that first one, but still, you're, that's, it's in the middle of the week. Uh, it, you know, you're, you're, you're having to exert yourself. You don't know if you're going to win that game. It's just not a scenario that is ideal. So, uh, and Rivera writes, if the Lakers lose to Utah, they drop to nine. That is correct. If the Lakers lose, well, it depends. Uh, if the, like, if the Lakers lose, but then like other teams lose as well, um, I guess it would depend. I don't know. Um, let me see if what's in the chat. Uh, it, it is a mess. Uh, Richard Sarpong writes, what a mess. You're absolutely right. So just remember when it comes down to the tiebreakers, if it's Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, division record will decide that because all three teams play in the Pacific division. And the order, the, the record's already set. So you already know how that's going to play out. It would be Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. So the Lakers would be screwed. The Lakers have to win. Um, if, 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 it's a, if, it's a, if it's a tie, three teams or four teams, um, and, and the Pelicans are in the mix there, then you have to look at conference record. And conference record, the Pelicans have the best of the four teams, but the Warriors have the second best. So if it's a four-way tie, the Warriors would still finish as the sixth seed. The Pelicans would finish as the five seed. And then the Lakers and the Clippers would be the plans. Uh, I hope I explained that clearly enough. Uh, so Magnus Carlson writes, I have a bad feeling the Warriors might throw tomorrow. Why would they do that? No, no, no. The Warriors are going to give their full effort. Uh, the Warriors will try in that game. Uh, Ian Talley is absolutely correct. He writes, the Warriors just have to take care of business and not have to worry about any other implications. You're absolutely correct. Uh, it, the only thing that would kind of suck is if the Warriors win, 
Um, but then like a whole bevy of other teams lose, lose. Uh, then the Warriors will move to the five seed. I, and again, I don't know if that's a, a scenario that you want better than the play-in. Yes. But you, you got the Suns in the first round and probably the Nuggets in the second round instead of the Kings in the first round and probably the Grizzlies in the second round. Um, so that's a scenario. And when we come back, I'm going to read to you, uh, or I'm going to uh, preview that game tomorrow because the trailblazers injury report is absolutely psychotic. No other way to describe it. I'll explain what I'm talking about in just a moment. After I give some love first to ultimate pro basketball GM, and there is my overlay. And this is a super fun game, folks. It, look, I, th I feel like the, when you're downloading games to play most of the time, the reason is to play and have fun uh, and, and to pass time. And that's exactly what Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is. Uh, a lot of the locked on hosts, we were in a league together playing against each other. And you're, you're, you're basically taking on a Bob Myers role. Uh, you're constructing your team. You're hiring coaches. You got to deal with injuries. You got to deal with challenging personalities, whether they're coaches or players. Uh, you you got to worry about like trading players, for example, if they're disgruntled. There are so many caveats in this game that make it fun, make it fascinating. Uh, and again, if you're looking for something that's just going to burn days of your life away, uh, <laughs> this is the game for you. Uh, and Locked On Warriors listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when you use the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan that code right there below me, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com, Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. One final segment, wrapping it up. Uh, Magnus Carlson writes, uh, who do you think will win in a Grizzlies-Lakers matchup? Great question, because that is a possibility. Uh, if the Lakers get the seventh seed, they play the Grizzlies in the first round. That would be one hell of a series. I'm still going to give the edge to the Grizzlies um, just because I don't have faith in Anthony Davis and LeBron James staying healthy uh, for a full seven-game series. Uh, LeBron is clearly showing his age, not in terms of talent, but he gets hurt every year. This is like year five or six in a row now where he's missed a chunk of time. And the playoffs requires 100% exertion. Uh, you, you can't you can't do like a half-ass day. Like you can't you can't mail a game in here and there. You're going full speed, full bore. 24-7, and that is where players are susceptible to injuries the most. And I just don't have faith in AD and or LeBron making it through. Um, now, if they both stay healthy, I don't know. Um, here's one piece of good news about the Grizzlies. Uh, not, I mean, good news for if you if you want them to lose. Steven Adams will likely not come back this year. Uh, that report came out today. Brandon Clark is already out for the year with with the torn Achilles. That's That's brutal. Uh, you know, I don't wish injuries on anyone, honestly, and and that just sucks. But, um, you know, look, it does make the Grizzlies a less intimidating opponent. Uh, they did sign uh, the G League Player of the Year who was on their G League team. He's a big, I forgot his name. Uh, they promoted him today uh, to fill, I believe, the Steven Adams role. But I don't know if that's going to make a difference or not. I think uh, when they play the Warriors, that'll make a huge difference because one of the biggest things with the Grizzlies that always gives the Warriors problems is their size. And not having Steven Adams or Brandon Clark 
makes that path a lot easier. Um, so Magnus, I'll give the edge to the Grizzlies. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if the Lakers win that series, but I'm going to give the Grizzlies the edge for two reasons. One, uh, I love John Morant. I think uh, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. can can hold his own against AD. That's a hell of a matchup, but Jaron Jackson Jr. is a defensive specialist, um, and, and I just think the Grizzlies' home court advantage will, will play a difference in that as well. But I just don't see AD and or LeBron uh, staying healthy for a full uh, seven-game series. It reminds me a lot of the year after the bubble uh, when it was uh, Suns and Lakers in the first round. And the Lakers, I thought, could have beat Phoenix in that open, opening round series. Granted, that was two, three years ago. Uh, things have changed. But um, then I think, was it AD that got hurt first? Uh, and then and then ultimately, and then soon after that, they just kind of mailed it in. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. Um, Raphael writes the Lakers would beat the Grizzlies 100%. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Uh, but I think health plays a lot into that. Um, Jesse Brown, I wholeheartedly agree with you that Sacramento does not worry me at all. I don't want to say at all. I don't want to sleep on them. That's I don't want to disrespect them. They are a damn good team, but experience is vitally important, and they don't have that yet. That's just this is one of those things where if you want to be successful in the NBA, if you want to be a championship team, you have to do this year after year, and you got to build on what you've done uh, in the previous years. Uh, the Golden State Warriors in year one of the dynasty upset the Nuggets in the first round, pushed a a, a San Antonio Spurs team still. Uh, in championship form to six games in that second round series. That is when they said hello to the world, um, but they didn't go all the way. Second year, uh, they lose in the first round of seven games. They had to go through that experience uh, before they can get over the hump. And the Kings in year one are not going to surprise everyone and just go all the way. Um, so I wouldn't say they don't worry me at all, but if I had to pick between the Kings and the Suns, and then you factor in the second round opponents, Grizzlies or the Nuggets, even if it's the Lakers in the second round, I'd still pick uh, prefer the Lakers over the Nuggets in the second round. Um, you know, so let's, let's hope the Warriors get the sixth seed. Um, <clears throat> Rave writes that OKC uh, is a team uh, in the plan that you consider a threat. Maybe they got the 10 seed locked in. Um, so we'll see what happens. So uh, real quick here, um, I want to mention... Um, um, one more chat question to address. Uh, Tian writes, do you think the Clippers will win their last game? Yes. Uh, I think they will because even though I'm sure the Clippers would prefer the sixth seed as well, the way this has worked out, it would be so risky for them to mail that game in uh, because they lose out on so many tiebreakers. Uh, you know, if it's a three-team tie, if it's, if it's any form of tiebreaker with more than two teams, the Clippers are S-bomb out of luck. Um, and I don't think they want to put themselves in that position. So yeah, the, the sixth seed is likely what's going to happen for the Warriors, but it is not set in stone. Do knock a little knock on wood right there. Cause I do want the sixth seed for our golden state warriors. Um, now the Portland trailblazers, you'd get this, right? So the injury report, uh, for today, uh, here's a, here's a list of all the injuries for the Portland trailblazers. They have 14 players on this list. Uh, Ibu Baji out drew Eubanks out. Jeremy Grant, out. Keon Johnson, out. Kevin Knox, available. He is on the injury list with a right quad contusion. Kevin Knox, the second, is available. He was part of that 14 trade that included uh, Gary Payne, the second. Dame Lillard, out. Nasser Little, out. Yusuf Nurkic, out. Cam Reddish, out. Shaden Sharp, available. Uh, yeah, I really like that kid. He could be a star someday. So Shaden Sharp will play, but he's on the list with ten tendinopath, ten, ten, tendinopathy? I don't know how you pronounce that exactly. I'm guessing it has to do with the tendon in the left knee. 
tendinopathy. I don't know. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Shaden Sharp, regardless, uh, is available. Uh, Anthony Simons, out. Matisse Thibel, out. Trendon Watford, available. I don't know who that is. He has a right ankle sprain. And then uh, Justice Winslow, out. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven players listed as out on the injury report. I don't know who's going to play for the Blazers tomorrow. So that's so. I mean, look, the Warriors have to win that game. The Warriors have to win that game. All right, like, look, I'll say this right now: if the Warriors lose tomorrow in Portland to that team with that injury report, they're not winning a championship this year, folks. All right. I think it's safe to say they're not going to win a championship this year. If they lose tomorrow uh, and they somehow still get in the, still skip the play-in, you never know. I'm not liking, I'm not feeling good about the team if they lose tomorrow though, okay? So, given that the Portland Trailblazers have no one playing <laughs> except for <laughs> Shane Sharp um, and, and coupled with the fact that the Golden State Warriors, are, they know full well how urgent and how important uh, this game is. So uh, I, I'm feeling good about the Golden State Warriors tomorrow. Um, yeah, Portola writes Chauncey Billups, their head coach, by put on a uniform tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, so there you go. That is, I hope, uh, a clear explanation of the tiebreaker. Uh, so tomorrow, right after the game, Kylan Mills and I are going to have a post-game show to preview the playoffs. We'll know by then um, who the Warriors are going to play and, and what position they're going to be in. Um, and the schedule tomorrow is funky. There's only two start times for every team. Uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time is when most of the Eastern Conference teams uh, play their final game of the season. And then at 12.30 p.m., all the Western Conference teams will play their final game of the season. And that's it. And the season is over after that. It's absolutely, absolutely insane. Uh, This has been one of the craziest regular seasons I've ever been involved with, that I've ever experienced. And it's finally over. Um, and again, the tip off is at 1230. So I imagine somewhere around 245 to 3 p.m. Pacific time is when Kylan and I, uh, will start the show and we'll know who they're going to play. And following that show, Hall of Famer Rick Barry and I will also, uh, record a program as well. So uh, a lot of content for you. If you, if you love our shows and, and you love the Golden State Warriors, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll give you some good content, but, uh, that is it. Um, let me see if there's any other questions. Uh, Latasha writes, the Warriors will handle business. I hope so. Uh, and I think so. Uh, Magnus Carlson writes, do you think some teams maybe might be scoreboard watching in the middle of the game? Depends on the team. Um, I can't really think of one specifically who would be doing so since every team in the East and and the West, they all tip off at the same time. So no, actually, I don't know if they will. Uh, I can't think really think of, um, any scenarios where you would be doing that. Um, so uh, there you go. Understand, understand, writes. Um, uh, can you guys do your choices for minutes distribution in the playoffs? Yes, I will absolutely cover that. Look, if the Warriors win tomorrow, uh, they're going to have a week off. Uh, the playoffs will not start until a week from today, April 15th. And the Warriors might, have, might not even play until the 16th. Um, so it's going to be realistically, could be a week, could be a little more, could be just slightly a little less. Um depending on when, when uh, their first game is. But absolutely, next week, we're going to break down every minutia, every piece of detail. So stay tuned for that. Follow the program on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. It's where we announce uh, the start times for our live shows. Have a wonderful Saturday night. Let's go Warriors tomorrow. Huge game. Uh, they should win. I, I, if they lose that game, man, that's, 
you might as well just call it quits. I don't know what else to say about that, but I don't think that's going to happen. So thank you everyone for joining in. Uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Take care.